From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. Indeed, it is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad at it. And we're glad to be looking at Lori Power live and in person. That's me. Lori is the Associate Superintendent of uh, Catholic Schools here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Always good to see you. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be here. It's kind of the end of the year wrap-up time. It's June 1st. Yeah. Yeah, as we sit here. I know. I can't believe it. Yeah, amazing. My mother's birthday. Oh, happy birthday to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking down on us. I'm sure she is. Yes. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Sending you lots of special blessings. Yeah, you know, I, I, I communicating with my siblings and, and just thinking that there are generations where probably not a lot changed in their lives, mm-hmm. but my mom went to school, you know, horse-drawn carriage with her brothers in North Dakota, yeah. you, know, you know, through the snow, and... Long before she died, we were putting a man on the moon. I mean, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's like the, how things, and then just in the last 20 years, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you're real or if I'm talking to artificial intelligence right now. You know, I mean, you have no idea. I'm real. You're real. Yeah, okay. just so you know, I'm real. It's really I'm me. <laughs> I'll have to pinch you and see. Yeah. The, yeah. Speaking of which. Is that anything you're having to deal with in the yes. schools? Yes, you yes, some yes, yes. Great term papers. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know what? It, it happens so fast. It did. Yeah. You know, we've always heard about artificial intelligence, you know, and AI, and yeah. But within the last year, this whole Chat GPT has come yes. into an existence or come to the forefront, and anybody can put anything in and within the split second have this beautiful paper written or letter written or you know picture created or anything and it's just it's shocking what what the capabilities are um at our last principals meeting of the year in april i did a little presentation on it because it's still so new to everybody and some of the principals weren't even aware of it um some of the teachers are aware of it of course and they're trying to get ahead of it because if you're a writing teacher and you have a yeah. a prompt for you know kids, and this essay's due on Friday, and now, you know, it's so easy to you know just the push of a button, you have an essay that yeah. nobody else will have the same. It's not plagiarized. Well, it, it, yeah, it's not plagiarized because nobody yeah. else. It's not written officially by anybody, but it. So we're having to deal with all that. And even um, if you had a somehow a way to filter for plagiarism, I guess there there are those things. Yeah. If you have the time and effort to do yeah. all that, it won't show up because it's original. Yeah, yeah. It's um, in fact, I just shared something with all of our principals this morning. It was from No Red Ink, which is a company that does that prevents plagiarism. Or right. Right. and so they have a toolkit, a Chat GPT toolkit now for teachers because they realize this is not going anywhere. Right. So we have to be prepared and understand what it is and then use it effectively as a teacher. We can't pretend like, oh, our kids would never do that and put our heads in the sand or, you know, it's, yeah. they're yeah. going to use it. It's there. So what can we do as teachers then to, to utilize it effectively and teach children correctly how to use it and when it's appropriate and, you know, right. kind of, kind of outsmart the kids, but we know we really can't do that because they're so much smarter than we are with all this. Wow. But um, we have to be realistic about it, that it's here, 
it's not going anywhere. So we need to be really, you know, prudent with what we are doing yeah. as educators. Well, you know, even with plagiarism, uh, we have a daughter who has some learning disabilities, I guess is the word, um, especially in, in, write, in writing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was taking a, a community college class on, on, on the Civil War, mm -hmm. you know. And so you have to write a term paper about the Civil War. I mean, of course, she's doing the research and everything, but she didn't witness the Civil War. You know, I mean, everything in her term paper is going to be something she read. Mm -hmm. And the smart ones are able to rearrange the words. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's not technically plagiarism, but it is your paper is going to be based on somebody else's work. Yeah, well, you didn't write it. I you mean, it, you, you can't take credit for it. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, I mean, if it was, if it was a, a lesson about, you know, being cre as creative as you can and seeing what you can find out there to have yeah. AI write this for you, then right. that, if that's the objective, that's great. But if <laughs> you're tasked with writing an essay, five paragraph essay on whatever, and you turn it in with your name on it, that's not your work. Yeah, no. So, and, you know, it's... We're going to have a lot out there. I know a lot of our teachers are like, we're going to have essays the old-fashioned way again, like paper and pencil or paper and pen. You know, we'll give the prompt that morning. You sit at your desk and you write the five-paragraph essay. Be. We're going to have to go back to that. Yeah. You're not going to be able to type anything. Yeah, but, you know, just go back to the old-fashioned way, and we're just going to have to grade with feedback and yeah. with our red pens again and do it, you know, yeah. the, because there's really no other way to be able to... to make it fair for right. students well I, um, you know my we have a son who's a, our son is a senior in high school and he uh he came he came home telling me all about chat i think there'd been mm -hmm. an incident at school and yeah uh, all about chat gpt i hadn't heard i'd heard of ai yeah. but yeah. i hadn't heard that and and I, I write a daily newspaper column and so i said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give it the test you try it yeah, yeah. and i i i I gave it some information about a football game I had mm -hmm. covered. I, I actually gave it the teams that were playing, the year that it was the game, the, right to the date yeah. that it was being played, and said, you know, enter, enter, go for it. <laughs> yeah, and incredible number of mistakes. I mean, it was awful. Oh, was you found really a lot of mistakes. Okay, awful. Yeah, and with I all was, those, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And so I got a good I got a good column out of it comparing the actual facts and then and then saying here's what Chat GPT said about yeah, that. You yeah. Know, didn't yeah. know a first down from a touchdown. I mean it was amazing. Wow, wow, interesting. So I thought, well, it's, maybe it's not quite as far along as we thought it was. Maybe you're a lot smarter than AI. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe with all the details and the specifics, but for the generalities, like you can yeah. put something in, say, um, you know, like a from a fifth grade perspective, a five paragraph oh, essay yeah, on, yeah. you know, U.S. history and wh whatever it might be. Right. Enter and it'll it'll give you a perspective from a, yeah. like a fifth grader wrote it. You know, so it's it's pretty. You know, if your listeners are unaware of it, just Google Chat GPT, and then you can go on and you can actually get a little your little account, free account, mm -hmm. and you can. I mean, do and there's anything, nothing anything Ill illegal about, about no. that. I mean, we're talking about schools and stuff where it's clearly in, unethical. But, you know, I was talking to, to uh, realtors, and they said, hey, this is the best thing that came along. We, we have to write these flowery descriptions of this property we're trying to sell. Now I just 
punch a button and and it does it all for me. It's just saving us oodles of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had put something in um, when I first started, just like because people were talking about writing letters. If you're stuck writing a letter about something, yeah. like it'll give you some good, you know, good framework for it. So I put in um, Catholic school principal's letter to parents who are behaving poorly. Oh, because wow. we deal with that sometimes, yeah. you know, and you have yeah. to be very graceful in how you deal with parents, of course. And I hit enter and out came this beautifully written letter um, based on the tenets of our faith. Oh, wow. And speaking about the moral obligation as parents of, you know, Catholic school children. It was I shared at our principals meeting and they're like, wow, this is like better than and we could have written. It's usable. It, it was lovely. Yeah. It was beautifully written. Um so it's things like that can be Do we helpful. Need to I think baptized chat GPT. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. But anyhow, it's out there and it's not going anywhere. It's crazy. You see a robot going down for Holy Communion. Yeah. You know, oh, oh God! Like, Wait a oh minute. gosh! Um, oh well, we laugh now, right? But we are laughing. But I, I remember yeah. um, I was. We were on the Oregon State campus in Corvallis, and here came. Here came a little robot with with food, oh, you know. Wow. It was delivering food to to uh, I, I guess like uh, like uh, uh, DoorDash. Yeah, you know to to, to a dorm. Yeah, <laughs> and making all you know found the didn't cut across the grass. It was stayed on the sidewalks, and <laughs> I was like, "Are you a student or are you crazy, delivering crazy. food to somebody yeah. else?" Oh my God, that's so crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's just so, it's just so surreal how quickly it's changed. Yeah. And even like the last ten years. Yeah. Well, and of course, I mean, you can see students saying, "Okay, I can't do that," but I could do it, and then look at it and get some ideas a lot easier than well, in the old days, you had to go to the library and yeah. and find books and things. Oh my and, gosh, I remember having to bring a pocket full of dimes because I had to make copies of insight, oh, like of right. reference materials right. at the right. library. You couldn't check those out. Right. So I'd go and I'd bring my pocket full of dimes and I'd yeah. have to make copies of the pages of the encyclopedias right. or the whatever reference book I was using. Right. Then, then walk five miles back home in the snow in San Francisco and go, <laughs> go back home uphill. And, both ways. uphill. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then start writing your papers. Yeah. But I remember having to do that. You know? well, I, I, I predate copy machines. And you had to go to Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever and just write it all down. Hand you know, write it out, yeah. Hand write yeah. it out to, you know, and then and we never, I mean, we had typewriters, but in, in school we never typed. Yeah. I mean, we took, some of us took typing just yeah. as an elective. But yeah. But everything was, all the way through senior and high school, oh, everything yeah. was handwritten. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. The worst part about, well, well, I did have a typewriter in high school, come to think of it, but the worst part was that you'd made a mistake and you couldn't, you could use, you know, the whiteout or the correction tape, oh, the, but you couldn't go back. You like you were. You couldn't redo it. You no, you couldn't redo anything. You couldn't no. add a sentence or, oh, I forgot to add that sentence in there or I forgot, you know, it's a fragment. Was, you were done. It was awful. Uh, yeah. Was you know it was interesting because I, in college I, I, I was one of those guys that rolled the paper in at midnight yeah. for the term paper, yeah. and first first draft, last draft. It was it was, there was no it. drafts. This is <laughs> this is it. You know, and turn it in. And I had no idea I was training myself as a journalist yeah. because yeah. that's 
That's what you journalism, do. You're always on a deadline. Yeah. And, yeah. But I know in those early days of journalism, when it was hard copy on a manual typewriter, you you needed to type fast, but you were running the risk of errors and just no way to correct them. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Other than the, yeah. Well, we've come yeah. a long woe way. Was, woe was me, right? <laughs> woe was <laughs> me. We're, but we're here and smiling. So. I think it made us better people because I, that, it did. Yeah. It did. If yeah. it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. It's for sure. Hey, that, that's a good title for a song. It is. <laughs> so you've had a great year. We did have a really yeah. great year. It was a really great, should I say, quote, unquote, normal year. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I went to my son's, they have a senior awards mm-hmm. banquet and I was supposed to present one of the awards and and it's first time I had been there in about four years and I said wow I don't know why I missed some because we had kids going through although they, they weren't necessarily award winners and they said oh no this is the first one we've had in four years yes. because even even last year it's just it was still too much concern over over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was great to kind of get back. We had all of our student events. Our schools were able to do all of their fun community builders and yeah. you know play sports in full again and everything. We we're back to normal, so it was really really great. I think our yeah. principals were able to finally breathe. Yeah, um, I mean, handle a lot of other things, of course, but they were able to breathe and not have to worry about yeah. and p- kids to get COVID. It wasn't the end. It wasn't a big deal. It was just like a little yeah you know that flu or a little cold the, the other thing is is people just kind of uh oh i got covid i'll be out for a couple of days or something yeah and nobody seems to be worried about i mean i think a lot of it is that we've learned to treat it so much better yeah and, yeah. and plus um people are you know when when they do get it they're they're much carefuler but i mean boy we've gone from canceling all athletics, all graduations, all assembly, all anything, even school, uh, to seemingly normal. Seemingly normal, and I've I've been traveling a little bit back to the East Coast to see um, our daughter, and yeah, the airports are back to normal, and, yeah. and then some, and then it's, some, and then oh, some. I mean, yeah. it's, they they say that this summer is just going to be absolutely crazy in terms yeah. of air travel. I took one flight um, just when COVID had begun, like probably May, probably May 2020, mm-hmm. and I had my double mask, and yeah, I was all, yeah. you know, there was 13 people on the airplane flying. Wow. I was, there was like nobody. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's good. People are anxious to get back and have some family time again. Yeah. That's yeah. that's something that's, that's I, you know, a lot of us had immediate family time, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the extended family right. time. Right. You know, nobody wanted to get grandma sick. Nobody, yeah. you know, I mean, I think seniors really, really had it hard for, for two reasons. One, because nobody wanted to get them sick. And two, because if they did get sick, they were at a lot greater risk. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're afraid to go to the grocery store. Yeah. And then think of the, the mental isolation, too, for them. You know, it's yep. not just the physical yeah. part of it, but the mental isolation, which was yeah. so difficult, especially for the older older generation so yeah so we're glad to be back to normal we're thrilled um we had a great year like i said we had all of our student events we ended with our mental math bowl this year which Uh is our first through eighth graders i'm sorry first through fifth graders who have a mental math competition it's all done orally they think of the answer in their head head? and they spit it out kind of like jeopardy they have a little buzzer they buzz in see i loved uh, that was it was the one skill i had growing up was 
d- doing, you know, yeah. doing the, you know, 20 times 20 ass bump. Yeah. You know, oh, you, was, okay. Good. When, you, when well, I was little. Yeah. But then you got into, you need to show your work. Yeah. And I'd say, I don't know how I did it. I just know that 20 times 20 yeah. is 400. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I, I wasn't getting good grades. Yeah. <laughs> But mentally, you got you, mentally, you had it all had in your head. It, yeah. yeah. Well, next year I'll invite you to this one because this would one, love to see it. these little six-year-olds are like, uh, it's amazing. It's so quite what, amazing. What kind of what kind of questions you get? So each grade has four different categories based on the standards of that grade level. Starting with fi- first first grade. First grade. Mm-hmm. So we have um, we had thirty-two first graders compete, and they go up in groups of eight, and they each have a buzzer like Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and. Um, we have a gentleman who um, was a parishioner, a longtime parishioner um, in our diocese, and he started it with the public schools probably about 25 years ago. And he asked our superintendent at the time, would the Catholic schools like to have this kind of competition? Uh-huh. We said, absolutely. So we've been doing, I think it's our 23rd year. Wow. And so he emcees it, um, and he just gives the questions. And, you know, like for first grade, it might be probably double digits. It's like, you know, 16 plus 42 uh-huh. equals, and they have to click you know, but the buzzer and then the first one who gets the right answer gets the most points, steps right. back. And um, and then there's four categories like money, time. There's all oh, different okay. categories. But then you get them to fourth and fifth grade and they're doing like, you know, algebra, little algebraic equations wow. and um, you know, formulas all in your head. All in your head. Wow. You have to think about, listen, think, you know, process it, buzz in, say the answer. Um, yeah, it's it is so impressive. I mean, I literally have a headache by the end of it because <laughs> it's so much to process yeah. and and to hear and it's it's a lot it's a lot, but these kids are amazing and then they go on to the county competition we actually had three kids place in first second and third grade this year in the sacramento county competition wow. with all so, with all the schools all the schools yeah. all the public schools yeah so it was it was great so that was fun that was the end of april and so that was our last um, student event that we had doing math in your head something you actually teach or not yeah oh yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. it's i mean it's important for them to be able to understand the concept and be able to figure it out on paper and understand how it all works but absolutely the the, the memorization the mental yeah of math is really important for kids to understand too because you know you at the grocery store you're in the car you oh, you, yeah. you know you you need to be able to have that yeah. mental process in your head for sure speaking yeah. of grocery stores it drives me crazy now when you get change, you get changed. Like yeah. you gave them a ten dollar bill, yeah. and you get three eight, and they yeah. see it on the register. Yeah. Three eighteen. Yeah. They just take it in they, their hand yeah. and put it in. Then there's no counting it back. Doesn't that drive and you crazy? You end up with this this wad of dollar bills and some loose ch- yeah, <laughs> change. Yeah. You're going. Whatever happened to the? That's so whenever Coming anybody out. counts it back to me, I always recognize it. I say, thank you so Thank much for you. counting yeah. back. Because yeah. a lot of them don't know how to count they back. They just to, see yeah. the amount that they give you. Yeah, because it's right on the register, you. and they just pull yeah. that out. Yeah. But when they count back from, like, the total amount and they count to what you gave them, yeah. like, I'm always like, thank you so yeah. much for doing that. But I know, especially when you have you give, like, 20 bucks and it was, like, $3, they oh, just yeah. give you a bunch of – I'm like, how do I even know – if yeah. this is correct. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You don't. You, you don't. have to kind of, you know, you hope you're not insulting them by counting it before you stick it in I your know. wallet. But like, are I you do. trying to cheat me? I know. Yeah. I know. No, it's important. It's so important. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was our last student event. So that was that was exciting. And I will mark that on the calendar. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And you could just come and just observe. And Oh, I'll be, I want to compete. You want to compete? <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you in one of the school uniforms, Bob. It'll be, yeah, you'll fit right in. Don't worry. I may still have one. Uh, let's see. I went, I went, sixth grade, I went to Holy Rosary in Woodland. Okay. Uh, we had, we didn't have a Catholic school in Davis. Okay. And 
for some reason, and I don't know why, you know, we went through, so we went through public school. There was only one elementary school in Davis when I when I started. Oh, wow. Central Davis School. Wow. Know, where the farmer's market is now. Okay. In, in downtown. And, and then, so we went all the way through fifth grade. My brother was sixth, sister was seventh, another sister was eighth. And for some, and another sister was about four years behind me. And I don't even remember, like, so I've been six years in public school, and mom and dad say, you're going to go to Holy Rosary, and and with the other siblings, too. Yeah. And dad drove us every day. He was a graduate student in his 40s. And why, I don't know. Just that one year. And I don't remember going, oh, man, I'm going to miss my friends. I don't remember anything. I just remember... I remember some of the kids from Holy Rosary putting a uniform on and going. Yeah, putting yeah. the corduroys mm-hmm. on, the corduroys, the salt, and pepper salt, oh, salt and pepper cords, yeah. yeah, yeah, and a white shirt, and yeah. you had real ink pens, oh, yeah, and you put them in yeah, here, and oh, then yeah. the ink would yeah, go oh, into yeah, white shirt, absolutely, yeah. yeah, and but I, and it was all nuns, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't, I don't remember, and then, and then it was back to going to public school, yeah, I don't know. They found religion one day. Found religion, or, 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 or the or pa- and the priest said, uh, "Come free, you know, to bring your yeah. kids here for you'll maybe so. come free for the year." Yeah, something like that, where they're like, "Well, we have to do that because yeah, can't pass that or, up." Or maybe they thought we were <laughs> we were going off on the wrong path or something. I mean, we were going to church every day, and yeah. we'd uh, we went to catechism class on Saturdays, yeah. and Saturday mornings, yeah, and you know, yeah. Maybe the priest saw something. That I actually, you know, the Notre Dame games mm-hmm. were on on Saturday mornings because of the time change. Yeah. And that was back when transistor radios were brand new. And we, as part of, of catechism class on Saturday mornings, it was confession and then mass, but confession first. And I actually... I remember the priest's name, but I won't say it. He actually, in confession, asked me the score <laughs> of the Notre Dame. He recognized my voice. He knew I had a transistor radio. Oh my gosh, how funny! Score well, priests game. are human too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> nothing wrong yeah, with it. I, nothing you wrong know. with that at all. No, he was interested. Yeah, he couldn't focus until he knew the, the, the <laughs> score. He knew that score. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. He had a scratch. He that probably itch. said, "Get back in line because it's only the third quarter." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those, the, you know, those are they're actually great childhood memories. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, yeah. like you said, he's he's human. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I got to be part of the academic decathlon, mm-hmm. which I was just blown away by by the the. The scene, really, it was a Jesuit, yeah. and oh my goodness! It it's was like a basket, like a like an athletic competition, like wasn't an athletic it? competition. Yeah. The, 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 the gym was as packed gym, as gym that. Gym was packed. Yeah, uh, you know, mostly parents and siblings yeah. and yeah. Uh, et cetera. And how many different schools were represented? We had twenty three. Twenty three mm-hmm. schools represented instead of just two, yeah. like in a basketball game. Yeah. And oh my goodness! And the yeah. the the knowledge 
of those kids. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And then then we had um, our winning team, which was St. Ignatius. They went on to the national competition, as well as any of our first place winners in the um, individual tests. And so in the national competition, out of the eight individual tests, six of our schools placed in the first, second, or third nationally in, in, in the individual subjects. Wow. So and was, how'd they run the, the national? Like It was virtual. We did it all virtual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all online. Um, we've always in the past, well, before COVID, we had in-person national, which is really fun because all the, right. the teams got to all come together. And like we hosted it a couple of years in Sacramento, so all the different dioceses would come to Sacramento. Right. And, um, but then since COVID, it's been virtual. So um, so we'll see if we're going to go back. It's expensive to go yeah. back to in-person yeah. because then, you know, schools have to have, you know, airfare to fly somewhere right. and get hotels. And um, so it, it, there is an expense. But, boy, the kids love being in person for the national oh, competition yeah, because it's, think. oh, it's so special to represent yeah. your diocese like in San Diego or in oh, San Bernardino sure. or, you know, wherever we would we'd go, wherever the national competition would be. So that's always fun. But it's just a little bit costly. So I don't know. We'll we might take it back and try national um, in person yeah. again. Have you tested the water at St. Ignatius? I mean, <laughs> what's going this on? This is year 16 that they won yeah. the, our academic decathlon. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, they've got it. You know, just all of our schools have incredible students, but they've. They've, they've got the secret sauce. They figured I, yeah. it out. Yeah, I, yeah. They work. You know, their their coaches are amazing, and their kids are you know really dedicated. Well, all of our kids are dedicated. I hate I hate to yeah. signal them out, but when they do something, that they prepare them. You know, so well. They're um they're very invested, and those kids are just remarkable. Yeah, yeah. So as as you look ahead, do do you all get together in schools at the end of the year and say you know. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? What what bumps in the road did we have? How do we smooth them out? Did you, did you do that kind of uh, troubleshooting? Yeah, so we do that with our department for sure. We do that a couple of times, um, and then with we you know with our principals, we, our last principals meeting, we always have you know open discussion and yeah. things like that. Um, but then um, we are celebrating next week. Actually, we're all getting together for end of the year celebration for all of our principals and high school principals yeah. and presidents, and just having a fun lunch at one of our principals' houses and just letting our hair down. You know, celebrating. We have a couple of um, principals who are retiring, so we're just having you know some celebration for that. But but we do really focus on what went well, looking ahead to you know. How do we accomplish our goals? This year we had a, a diocesan goal based on the Eucharistic revival. Uh-huh. So we all of our schools had the same goal um, about that. So uh, we just kind of review that, and then we'll look to it again for next year. We're going to have the same goal for next year because it was successful, and our right. schools really liked having that goal at the forefront of what they, you know, the mission, their mission right. of what they do um, based on the Eucharistic revival. So that was good. So speaking of the Eucharistic revival, how— how did did you have a curriculum for it and and did you folks develop it or i mean did schools develop it or did the usccb or uh, how did that all yeah so we um, went on the usccb's website and they have some great um, resources and the pillars Mm -hmm. based on Mm -hmm. the eucharistic revival there's five pillars and so we went through those and then our department um, came up with um, possible ideas of ways schools can then implement uh-huh. those pillars into their school community, into their parent community, and things like that. And then we've asked the schools then to you know to add to that. So we're just kind of creating our own resources. But um, you know, schools are just living it in right. in just living their mission of their of their right. school. So um, 
Yeah, you're yeah. living it anyway. Living it anyway, but they're being a little bit more deliberate and you know more intentional with it this year. So, which is really great to see because that's why we have Catholic schools, right? Yeah, yeah. it's all based on on the Eucharist, of course. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thrilled when I heard about the Eucharistic revival, and I, I I guess some of it might have been spurred by polling that said that you know X percent of Catholics maybe it's not that they don't believe in the real presence, but they have doubts or something. You know, yeah. it's not it's not yeah. that they're ba- bad Catholics yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't believe something, you don't believe something. Yeah. You yeah. know, but um, I th- I think it's good for people to listen to the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's pretty clear. Absolutely, yeah. So we try to always keep that at the forefront of everything we do in our you know Catholic school department and in our Catholic schools, and that's why we exist. And yeah. we can never, we can never like rest on our laurels you know, of that or yeah. be complacent. We have to make sure that that is always at the forefront of who we are. Yeah. So, what challenges did you have in the last year that were particularly high hurdles? Oh gosh, what challenges? Oh gosh, I, you know, I'm the kind of person that puts it like once we solve a problem or a solution, it's gone. I, it's gone and yeah, I've always, yeah. I've always been it's that way. My dad, my be. dad used to always say, "You are really lucky you can do that." I'm like, I just erase it. You know, once it's yeah. once we have the the solution, I put it away. Um, gosh, I just think you know, it's always been we just always there try to support our principles, whatever we could do to support them. Um, it's always going to be a challenge because they have so much on their plate. Yeah. So we try not to add more to their plate. Um, although sometimes they think that's all we do. Like we sit around yeah. like, you know, this, the evil people with yeah. like, hmm, <laughs> what can we do to add more? Um, so we we're really, I think, cognizant of that. Um, so that's kind of a challenge. Always make mm. sure that we're supporting, moving our diocese forward, you know, um, moving our schools forward with initiatives, but not too many. And yeah. Yeah, you know, trying to balance and and be there to support and coach our principals, and so I would think that that would be probably at the top of my head. So, will there be changes of, of any kind in the in the next school year? Not nothing. No, nothing great. Um, we have our initiatives we've had for a couple of years that we keep working on, and um, we are you know creating some new committees at our diocesan level through our Catholic school department based on. Um, some of our superintendent's goals. So we're going to have committees with principals will be on one of those five committees. So everybody will have like ownership and stake Mm -hmm. in it. So we're excited about that. That's a little bit of a change for us that we're having every principal on a diocesan committee. Mm -hmm. Um, Where in the past it's been open, like you want to join a committee, you're welcome. You know, this time we're saying everyone has to participate in one of these committees. So that will be really exciting. We'll see how that goes. But we have a lot of knowledge out there, a lot of passion. So yeah. we're excited about that. So with with we heard that in the last couple of years the Catholic school enrollment went up mm-hmm. nationwide, but especially here. Mm-hmm. Um, is that continuing? And yeah, yes, for sure. Um, this year, a lot of our schools were full and mm-hmm. had wait lists. A lot of our had sc- wait lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of our school had some classes that had wait lists. Where a lot of our schools that traditionally weren't full did so um yeah parents they see what they get in the catholic school and they are very appreciative and often wish they did it sooner so we're we're grateful that's one thing that the pandemic really did for us is parents looked to an alternative looked to our schools um and now with so much 
politically happening and socially happening in the schools and being pushed upon students yeah. and children that parents are not okay with. Um, they know that the Catholic schools are a safe place to be able to come and, and be, you know, instructed and educated right. academically and spiritually. And that's what our focus is, not any kind of anything yeah. Yeah. Any kind of indoctrination or anything else yeah. that might be, you know, there's, misconstrued. There's, there's so much out there today. And and it seems like even what day of the week it is becomes political. You know, like no one group says it's Monday. The other party says it's Tuesday. It's you so know. crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's so sad. It, it's it's, just... it is. And, it, it, and it's almost, it, and, and it's like... Um, you know the the our country. You know it's funny because um, every the, even the flag has has become more associated with this than that. And you know it's like it's just it, and the cross too. You know, mm-hmm. and and you think, man, those two things have been, especially the cross, have been sacred. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and it's just. Um, it's a difficult time, and 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 then you think about kids that that maybe don't have a good home situation, mm-hmm. and just kind of out there casting on their own. It's hard. Yeah, everything's just so polarized. Mm-hmm. And if you don't agree with me, then I'm going to speak hatefully about you. Oh or yeah, that you're, it's, like, it's just it's it's just so it's. In, it's inhumane. It's just I, I just don't I don't get it. I just don't get yeah. it. I have friends who think very differently than I do but I respect what they have to say I don't agree with them but I'm certainly yeah. I listen to them we're good friends still no, it's you know gotten, no if you don't feel this way you're evil yeah. or you're a bigot but, yeah, or you're what, whatever yeah. you know and 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 it goes both ways and I've I've just never seen that much I hate to use the word but hatred it is hatred I think you it has know. to do with a lot of insecurities I think people are just so insecure and they've they they aren't part of a faith community anymore. I yeah. think that, you know, I'd look back to the good, you know, the good old days. There was no such thing, but we think of like the good old days, yeah. but you know, we were so involved in our parishes and, you know, I grew up in San Francisco and we, everything we did was based on our parish. Sure, I sure. mean, all yeah. the neighbor, all the kids in the neighborhood, we all were, the, that went to the school there or on Saturdays went down and had kickball games yeah. at the schoolyard. And then yep. we, you know, part of the teen club was just, everything we did was based on that, Parish, CYO, CYO yeah. based in that parish community, and um, I just think we've just we just lost that. People we, just we don't have. have a faith community anymore. No, I, I remember my my brother in law who grew up in Philadelphia. He he said people didn't ask you what neighborhood you're from; they asked you what parish you yeah. were from. Same thing as San Francisco. Yeah, and San was, Francisco mm, too. Very yeah. much. It was San Francisco parish. has a really kind of an East Coast mentality yeah. uh, you know with the dif- different ethnic neighborhoods yeah. and things that yeah. the rest of the west coast just doesn't have yeah you know yeah. Uh, but it's it's more you could put san francisco and philadelphia or new york or you know boston boston or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah yeah it's just different i just think people are just they're they're just not happy with themselves right yeah. so they have to be angry and well, it's not, it's not good for society. No, it's terrible for society. You know, it 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 really really isn't. It's, but you know, you know, we had a, a real good story uh, right on our uh, on our little. We, we have a we live on a street that's just got about eight houses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a little connector street yeah. in a in a tract neighborhood 
the, where all the houses were built in 1951, and you know, and and I went out went out one day, and there's a family that lives, ac- I mean, directly across the street, three little kids, and their grandpa, <coughs> excuse me, their grandpa lives across the street next next to our house. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a widower, and and the house came up for rent, and he, so mm-hmm. he rented that house. So. I was out front yard one one day, and I think it was a Saturday, and there were all these cars parked on the street. You know, it's mm-hmm. real obvious when there are cars parked on the street that aren't there normally because it's such a small street. And I talked to the grandpa, and I said, Carl, what's going on? And he says, oh, Ricky's getting baptized. Ricky is like eight. And I said, oh, wow, that's, that's great. The family's not Catholic. And no, none of them. And next thing you know, I pick up the Catholic Herald, and it, Ricky, their son, who's the oldest of the three siblings, the other ones are about four and two, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, Roxy and Archie, <laughs> I love their names, mm-hmm. and and it was during during COVID initially, and they you know the schools were closed, and St. James was was opening first, mm-hmm. and. There was a waiting list, just as you had said. That's what prompted mm-hmm. this. And they they got Ricky, and finally they got a call saying that we, we have an opening, and, and so they were t- taking Ricky to St. James. I think he was a, in kindergarten at the time. And Ricky just fell head over heels in love with the faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think he was about seven when this was about a year ago. And that, then they did a story on it. The yeah, ca- the Catholic yeah I remember that. Yeah. Had, had, and I, thought, I, I know those people. Yeah. It's know, a beautiful story of evangelization. It, it really was, yeah. you know, and, and just sort of, I guess, subtle evangelization. You know, it's not, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you have an, a number of non Catholic kids in the Absolutely, schools. Absolutely, yeah. Not beating them up and. No, gosh, them no. That, you know, no, you have to we be just, Catholic. we should just share our faith. And, exactly. you know, the only thing that we ask families who are non Catholic when they come to our school is that you support our faith. I mean, support it, you, sure. you can't be in conflict with what we teach, but, right. you know. We are not going to make anybody feel, right. you know, inferior or less than because they're not right. Catholic. Right. You know, it's um, yeah, we make them involved in everything. And so, it, it obviously, there was something very beautiful. Yeah, there that's for lovely. Him. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me. My, my mom went to uh, nursing school. She grew up Lutheran in North Dakota, which is state law. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, she went to a Catholic nursing school in Bismarck, Saint Alexis. At, which is now part of the University of Mary, mm-hmm. and she said those nuns had something mm-hmm. that I wanted. Wow. She said nobody ever tried to convert me or mm-hmm. anything, but she said they had something I wanted. They, they Just their joy, yeah. the way they conducted their lives, the and and she, she converted because of example. Wow, isn't that beautiful? The old St. Francis. St. Francis, you know, yeah. Use words if necessary. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was, yeah. I always remember that story. That's of course, beautiful. living with a convert, we yeah. didn't miss catechism right. class on Saturday Little mornings. Converts are really yeah. special Catholics for yeah. sure. We'd yeah, be, we'd be in bed on Saturday morning because you had to go to school five mm-hmm. days a week. And here's Saturday morning and catechism class started at nine. And we'd be in bed praying. Yeah. <laughs> Let sure. mom sleep in. She's working hard. Let her sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> not for my sake, but for my mom's, for mom's sake, yes, because we're always praying for mom, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, Lord, we're just. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very altruistically. 
That's, then I could listen to Notre Dame game. There you go. In my bedroom. Yeah. And then share the information with the priest when yeah. you go to confession. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it all worked. All worked out just well. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's uh, there. I'm sure you. It must be very heartening. You must hear a lot of stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we love when when kids catch the spirit, and you know, yeah. or families do. We have some fam some whole families that join the RCIA because right. their kids are in Catholic school and yeah. um and find it wonderful yeah. you know maybe there are misconceptions they had about the catholic faith sure. and they start learning through their children's eyes and then you know start going to school mass yeah. and you know things like that and then they're like oh maybe we should look into this so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's not unusual for sure and i'm sure that it brings a lot of people back to the faith as well yes yeah a lot of parents come back a lot of parents will have their kids baptized because you know that's what you do and they were raised Catholic and then they might have kind of fallen away for a while. And then they, the kids come back to school, come to school. And then parents like, oh, yeah, OK, we this is important for us. We need to get our act together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I, I, my uh, my two oldest kids both went all the way through St. James. So it finally had a Catholic school then. And they just they just remember all of it with with great fondness. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they were they were still one or two nuns there at that time, you know, so a number of years ago. Yeah. But, um, God bless the nuns. We have, we have, um, we have a few schools that have mm -hmm. communities of nuns, which is wonderful. Um, but you know, they're just few and far between for sure. And that makes it more difficult. You, you have to charge more tuition because you've got to pay teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Right, exactly. We pay, we pay every, we pay nuns now. The exact everybody's an employee for sure. But right. back in the day, yeah, oh my they, gosh, it was I think my parents paid five dollars a month for us to go to Catholic school because right. the nuns were all yep. of our teachers were nuns. They all lived at the convent there, and right. yeah, they didn't get paid. They just right. got a little stipend from the pastor to sure. to live. So um, yeah, it's very different, very different for sure. But we do try to keep our tuition down as reasonable as possible parents are often very surprised because it, our catholic school tuition is so much cheaper than daycare or preschool and right. you know um because we we don't want to turn families away because of finances so what we charge for tuition is not what it costs it's to educate us to no, no 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 we it's usually about fifteen hundred dollars difference what so it how do you is. how do you make that up the fund, diocese fund, provides it or, no, uh, no no well no. the diocese actually bishop is very generous with some of our schools that need some subsidy for sure yeah. um, but the majority of our schools is mostly fundraising yeah mm -hmm. through different different avenues and so during covid you started like a virtual high school was it um it was an online academy, academy. for yeah kin it was a k through eight okay. and then we also had added a high school had the high school version as well it's through catholic virtual is a is the company we went through um they are a national company that does basically online catholic education right. they have credential teachers um so during covid we had quite a number of kids doing that route right, right. um it's really fallen off now because people yeah. are back in school but it's still and stuff. in existence it's still yeah it, mm -hmm. the, the one thing i thought was was potentially good about it was or great about it was that kids that lived too far from yeah. a catholic school mm -hmm. could 
get the Catholic education. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, online's different, and every kid responds differently. But at least that was that was available. Yeah, and we still it's called Blessed Sacrament Online Academy. Mm-hmm. So, you're, if any of your listeners are interested in that, they can go onto the diocesan website and find information about that there. Um, so, yeah, so it's still very much available. Like you said, people who are in rural areas yeah. um, and people who desire a Catholic education for their children or grandchildren, it's you know really a lovely option. So the furthest, furthest north we have a school would be Reading. Reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is still 100 miles or so from Wairika. Yeah, it's yeah. right. I know. We've got, yeah. there's a lot of lot of open space or a lot of yeah. small towns between Reading and the, the border. West. Yeah. The Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I mean, it's, people think, you know, people, my wife's from Montana and people think she's down here in California, in a populated part of California, mm-hmm. but, you know. They, they don't realize that there's a, a lot of the Diocese of Sacramento looks a lot like Montana, sparsely yeah. populated yeah. and little towns and a lot of ranching and farming and uh, just different, different everything. Yeah, whenever I'm with other colleagues from other dioceses and talking about the Diocese of Sacramento, they think it's just Sacramento, just Sacramento. proper. Like yeah. The, yeah, and I'm like, oh, no, we go no. to the border and, the, you so, know, to the east side of uh, California, and they're like, oh, my gosh. We touch Oregon, kidding? Nevada. Yeah. And a little bit of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't. The, the Diocese of Santa Rosa, I think that was carved out of San Francisco. It was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because we don't have that the the one little bit of the North Coast that goes all the way up to yeah. all the way up to yeah. Crescent City. Yeah, um, but we've got everything else. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It is. It is huge. Yeah. God bless Bishop from the oh, do confirmations, right? Oh, I know. All over, I mean, trek all over. I was talking to with Bishop Wiegand yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was having his 60th, oh, 60th anniversary yeah, as yeah. a priest. And I remember his 50th anniversary, and they had a, a big party at, at a hotel downtown. And I was fortunate enough to be the MC. Mm-hmm. And there's Cardinal Mahoney, and there's, you know, Archbishop big, Corleone, big and yeah, and I'm like, if if my mom and dad <laughs> had seen, or Father Dagnan in confessions, <laughs> one day I would be standing up in front of, there were probably thirty bishops there. being the master of ceremonies, yeah. like yeah, yeah hold, like, holding court, right, holding yeah, confession holding for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like, oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah, wouldn't that make your mama proud, right? Oh the, yeah, yeah. 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 And, but talking to Bishop Wiegand, um. He's 86 years old, and just that same strong voice, mm-hmm. his same pastoral voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't in person. Um, it was on the phone. but um, And just to him recounting how he started in the Diocese of Boise and, and was a pastor in a small town, Lewiston, Idaho, and then you know went to Columbia where the Diocese of Boise had a a mission of some sort. I don't know how that oh, wow. came about. Diocese of Boise is the whole state of Idaho, and uh, which top to bottom is probably 300 miles. And um, and then Salt Lake. And he had a he had a very interesting observation about being uh, the the Catholic bishop. And the Diocese of Salt Lake is this whole state as well uh, of Utah, and and that. Here you are. You're in a state that's dominated by by the, the Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and 
yet you're a, a different religion. It was a growing religion, though, in, in Utah, the Catholic Church, for sure. And he said it was actually a real plus because it was a state that was based on religion and believed in religion, and so it kind of created an ethos in the whole state, yeah. even though it wasn't Catholicism. It certainly had God and Jesus, and right. we certainly have our differences right. with in terms of beliefs with the Mormon church, but but just the fact that people believed in God and, and almost universally right. made it uh, far different than coming to, say, California, yeah. where, where it's, it's just, you know, church is church, is church yeah. but it's just one of many things in the state kind of thing. And, yeah. and But he said that, you know, it worked out great. You know, the church grew and flourished and has, continues to grow and flourish under Bishop Soto, but it, it was... It was different, and I would have thought it w- he was going to say it was a lot harder in Salt Lake. But and the interesting thing was is the the Cathedral of the Madeline in Saint, in, which is only a few blocks from Temple Square, right, right. is uh, as you know uh, that needed upgrading from the seismic stuff, and 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 they had to start a capital campaign. And not only did the Mormon Church donate to the restoration of the cathedral. They told their big donors that it was okay to donate to Catholic Church. Wow. I, I, I knew that the, they had donated, but I didn't know until, until I talked with Bishop Wiegand about, oh. he said, and that was huge. That's huge. It was just the acceptance mm-hmm. of, the, hey, these Catholic people, they're good people. Right. We need, we need to help them. We've, yeah. we've been an oppressed minority. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Mormon, the history of the Mormon church in, yeah. in America and, and they need our help and we're going to help them. It was, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Beautiful fellowship. Right. And yeah. Yeah. We were in Salt Lake city, well, probably 20 years ago. And I was surprised we went to like five o'clock mass on a Saturday at the cathedral. It was packed. Yeah. I was shocked. I was, I was thinking like this Mormon state, like there'll yeah. be a few yep. Catholics here. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm ignorant. I don't know. And I was like, oh my gosh, there are a lot. Th- it was a really crowded mass yeah. for a Saturday at five. Yeah. I was we, like, wow, we, there's a lot of Catholics around yeah, we, here. You know, we had this, uh, this so similar experience. We were, we were in Salt Lake on a Saturday and they had, they had said that you could come to the rehearsals for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. And, we got there, and they just had the times, and it'd be free. We got there, and it was, it was, uh, oh, they're on, they're on tour. Uh, so we, we didn't get to that, but then we, we went, and, and there was like a, there was a, a presentation, uh, a, a sort of a, a minor presentation by some of the, they're probably teenagers, and, and I kept wanting to raise my, my <laughs> My wife says, Bob, we're, we're guests. Be polite. We're guests. We're, yeah. we're guests here. We're guests here. You know, you can't and challenge them. You don't challenge them on, on whatever, you know. And I said, okay, okay, okay. But then we walked down to the Cathedral of the Madeline. Mm-hmm. And it was. Mass was just starting. It was just like a Saturday afternoon. And yeah. we were, you're right. I, I thought, yeah. oh, well. We'll be able to sit anywhere, yeah. you know, but it was, wasn't the case. Yeah, I was surprised. It's beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah, it is a beautiful city. I, I love Salt Lake City. But, in fact, I, I remember when when Bishop's, Bishop Wiggins' retirement party 
a number of people came from Salt Lake mm-hmm. City for representing the Mormon Church. Um, really, wow! Too, because that's how that's how, how much they respected him mm-hmm. for that. That's lovely. Must be hard for a, a bishop to. Um, I remember reading about Bishop Wester, who I think I don't know if he succeeded Bishop Wigan in, in Salt Lake, but he 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 was from San Francisco. He was an auxiliary in San Francisco, but he went to Salt Lake, and then he got named as the Bishop of, of Reno, Sa- right? Santa Fe. Oh, Santa Fe. Yeah. Okay. Which I think of as the diocese of Albuquerque, but it's really Santa Fe, and um, and I remember reading a story in the I think it's the Albuquerque Journal, where or the, maybe the Salt Lake Tribune, where he said it was it's really with mixed feelings. I'm following what I'm supposed to do, but I really, really was so fond of the people in Salt Lake City that yeah. it would be very hard, very hard to leave. And I think that. Mm-hmm. How you know? I mean, Bishop Soto coming from Orange County, you know, and and some bishops. I mean, you're you know, you're going to South Dakota or you're going wherever, you know, and and um, it's got to be. I, I would think to be a. It's got to be hard enough to be a pastor somewhere, and then you go to a new parish, mm-hmm. but to be a bishop for uh, for a diocese of this size or something, and one day you get the call and they say you're going to Chicago or whatever, it's got to be really hard. Yeah, and start all over again with the you know bit, yeah. lots of people, and yeah, rule different rules and, and nobody, different nobody way knows things. who you are. Yeah, trying to yeah make your make your way again. Yeah, very yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think about that with pastors too. Like every yeah. six years, or that, at least it used about to be six that, years. Yeah. Just picking up and having to move again, yeah. like that's just such a sacrifice. Yep. Yeah, I, we, we, I was talking with uh, Father Kiernan mm-hmm. uh, the other day. He's having his fiftieth, and you know he, <laughs> he arrived in in Reading in July. Oh gosh, a little different than Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, a little different. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and and wearing all black, you know, and and uh, probably wool. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he said he, he, they were, I don't know, I forget. He told me the pastor's name, I forget now. And and we we're all sitting outside, you know. <laughs> and, and he's like, when can we go inside? Yeah, oh my gosh. How, he, he told me a really funny story about the first time he met, I'm thinking it was Bishop Bell, but I'm not sure. And 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 they were all they were all having dinner, like I think some of the new priests probably all from Ireland at the time, and with Bishop Bell, I think at his residence, and they served corn on the cob. And he had never seen corn on the cob before. Oh, wow. And didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> that would like, be something, huh? Like, what, what do I do with this yeah. thing? And he waited until he saw what the bishop did and then went in Rome, you know. Yeah. It, picked it, it up, picked and it up, and it started, started nibbling on, on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, um, but then his, uh, uh, he was in Reading for a few years, and then he's in Alturas. Oh wow! Okay. You know, yeah, just way up in Modoc yeah. County, and just really the Wild West. Yeah. You know, just a, a part of this diocese that probably a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Um, just and and really, he still talks with fondness about the people up there. That yeah, because these small communities where people, the families have been there for generations. And right. Yeah. So welcoming. Yeah. It makes so, you part of their family immediately. It does and I think I think he still visits up there. Just oh, that's because, lovely. You know, so uh, a lot of great stories in this diocese. Yeah, for sure.
Did she write a book? Yeah, yeah, indeed. I think, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, he's from Marquette. Father, oh, he's a historian. I'm having trouble remembering his name now, but uh, um, he's there, he's a, a good historian. He teaches at Marquette, but he grew up in Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, I remember his name after we're yeah. off the air. <laughs> Lori, always a joy. Thanks, Thanks for Bob. all the great work you do. Well, and thank you. We'll look forward to another great year. And I'm I'm coming to the math thing. Okay. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll find those corduroy pants. There you go. <laughs> we should do one of like diocesan employees, and oh, we should do like a mental be, well, math bowl for wouldn't it. Wouldn't that yeah. be fun? Well, it might be fun. It might be a little intimidating. It might be, a, might or be embarrassing. No cameras, no video allowed, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No pictures, no, no video. No pictures. That's yeah. right. But it'd be, yeah, I'll definitely give you the date for the one for the, the first through fifth graders. Great. Well, so. God's blessings to you and uh, everybody you work with and your family. And Thank you, Bob. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. Well, here I am in a river of questions. Can I pour my heart out to a listening ear? Well, I see this life valleys and mountains and I think of all the roads that brought me here oh that brought me here walking down walking down the road well I've questioned my reasons this life I'm living I question my ability to judge wrong from right well I questioned all the things I've ever called certain my race, my religion, my country, my mind. But the one thing I don't question is you. You really love me like you say you do. You really love me like you say you do. So hold me. I need you. Hold me. Well, I've questioned Meaning and relevance Does the work I'm doing Really matter at all Well I question my friendships Alliance, dependence Who will still be here When I fall But the one thing I don't Question
Say you do so hold. 